to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, are you following us on social media? You should be, because it's a great way for us to pop up in the middle of your everyday life and remind you of some of the stuff that we talk about on the show. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just One More Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast. Um, and it's also a great way to ask us your questions, because um, then you don't have to bother with email, all the complicated... And your response time is amazing. Because I'm addicted to my phone. <laughs> but you can benefit from that by following us on social yeah, media. you always respond to everyone's comments. I try to. Our Instagram is really fun. Thank you. Yeah, so good job. Thank Jonah. you. Daphne, appro- Daphne so, approved. So everyone, please follow us. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll follow you back unless you don't want us to. Um, so this is the next episode in our pregnancy series, and we're going to talk about the second trimester. Um, Daphne was like, I'm actually going to have to leave like before too long, and I was like, don't worry, the second trimester is boring, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say because like a ton of stuff is happening with the growth of your baby, but not that much is happening with you, at least compared to the first trimester. Um, so second trimester, in terms of weeks, we're talking about weeks like 14 to 26-ish. Um, months, it's like months four through six of a nine-month pregnancy. And during this part of your pregnancy, Joanna, oh, by the way, listeners, if you didn't listen to the first trimester... I'm pregnant! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and you are in your... I'm finishing up my second trimester now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. And how has it felt for you? Uh, good. Um, much more um, even keeled than the first trimester. Um, it, there's, like, a lot going on developmentally during this time, but I feel much more stable. Um, and I think that's pretty common. They say that the second trimester is sort of like the golden trimester. Mm-hmm. So they say that's when you should, like, take a baby moon if you're going to, like, go on a vacation. It's where, when you should, like, um, you know, start reading all the stuff that you're going to read because you have energy and focus to do it. Um, It's when I have felt most like myself, with a few exceptions, which we will talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is true. Historically speaking, the second trimester is when the morning sickness, or I guess overall all-day sickness for some people, when that starts to fade away. And that's um, because the placenta has developed enough that it can handle a lot of the load, mm-hmm, uh, the yeah. hormonal load. And also the fatigue that plagued you during the first trimester, um, that all starts to fade. So one should be feeling more energetic and a little bit more like themselves, mm-hmm. a little bit more like their old self during the second trimester. That being said, I do know some people who were sick through their entire pregnancies. Oh, really? Um, and if that is your uh, case, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard. Um, make sure you talk to your doctor about it because they're going to want to make sure that you're getting the nutrients and rest that you need, 
even though you feel so bad. Um, so the vast majority of people feel a lot better starting around week 12 or 13. Mm. If you aren't, make sure that your doctor is in on it with you so that your you and your baby are getting what you need. Um, so uh, during this time, the baby's getting a lot bigger. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, like within the last four weeks for me, uh, the like baby has been gaining... A, like a quarter of a pound a week like four weeks ago the baby was one pound and by the end and by now she's two pounds she's like double in size wow. um, which means during the second trimester you start to look a lot more pregnant <laughs> that's when people pop yep yeah um, and uh, you know the fetus is... Um, developing the things it's going to need to survive outside of the uterus. So um, it's like practicing breathing and swallowing by um, swallowing amniotic fluid. Um, and uh, it's like growing uh, the like hair around its body to help it stay warm. Um, its eyes are developing. Its organs, like all of that stuff um, is really like going into high gear. The weird thing um, is that, like, body fat develops later. So um, the stuff that I've read have said that, like, if you could see the baby, it would almost be, like, translucent because there isn't that body fat Mm. to um, sort of, like, give the baby, like, color. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's probably good that we can't see them in there. Yeah, yeah. Because it might be real weird. Yeah, I feel that way when I, when I, when some people show me their ultrasounds, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) When we got our last ultrasound, they were like, it looks like a little skeleton baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, from Coco. Um, Oh, I do love that movie. And they do have a skeleton, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, by this point they do. Yeah. (laughs) They have a skeleton pretty early. Um, But, uh, so yeah, so a lot of growth happening um, during the second trimester um, for the baby, which means um, tummy growth for you. Um, In terms of the pregnant person's body, um, this was the time during which I had to acknowledge that, like, I couldn't wear my normal clothes anymore. So uh, I would say, like, around week 20, I went from being, like, I can, like, kind of get away with wearing my, like, looser shirts and my, like, stretchier pants that have lower rises to, oh, like, this is not going to work anymore. I need to get some maternity clothes. And that was a little bit of a... um, crisis for me, um, which is, seems silly because I knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew my body would get bigger, but I think um, that I had sort of, like, adjusted to my little pregnancy belly, and then my brain stopped there. Uh, uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to gain a centimeter a week for the rest of my pregnancy. I'm going to get much bigger um, processing that was, like, more dramatic than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also reacted to, to being identifiably pregnant by strangers um, in a way that just, like, took some getting used to. Mm-hmm. I think it takes getting used to to have your body be clocked by people you don't know. Yeah. Um, and to have people observe it, look at it, tell you that they're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, and also that they're looking at your stomach. Like, that's another thing, too, that we 
it's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you have worked in some type of industry like theater and dance, where it, as sadly it it was really body centric. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of brings stuff up again. Yeah, people clocking in. Mm-hmm. To like the state of your physical self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so that's the thing I experienced. Everyone experiences their own things. I got over it. I bought some maternity clothes. You got over it um, real fast. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, good job. Thanks. Uh, I have good help from Daphne. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it can be a lot to process that, like, oh, my God, do I have to buy a whole new wardrobe? Like, yeah, that's uh, it's ex- it can feel expensive. That can be daunting. Um I I really don't like being sold to, so the idea of, like, going to a maternity store was, like, nightmarish to me. Um, here's my tip on maternity clothes. Um, both Old Navy and H&M have maternity lines that are really inexpensive. Um, I did, during, like, a 40% off sale or something at Old Navy, I just bought, like, two pairs of leggings, three shirts, and a dress um, for, like, basically nothing, and... Uh, it all came to me in mail. It all fit because it's all stretchy. And I was like, I'm good to go now. Um, I will probably eventually have to get some stuff like, turns out none of my pajamas fit anymore. And that's like fun and awkward. Um, but uh, that process can be hard. But I've been trying to remind myself that like having clothes that fit my body is important to me feeling comfortable and feeling good about myself. Um, they don't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be, like, a one-for-one replacement of everything in my wardrobe. If I wear things that are, like, a little repetitive for the next few months, people are going to deal. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really great insight. Um, And your outfit today is adorable. Thank you. Um, I feel like it's easy dressing for pregnancy in the winter because um, all of my, like, open drapey sweaters still fit because I don't have to pull them over my stomach. So I just had to get, like, pregnancy t-shirts and some pregnancy jeans. Yeah. Which you showed me the waistband today. Yes. Very cute. The band, the, like, um, the way these maternity jeans work is they look like normal jeans from the pockets down. And then above that, it's just, like, a big stretchy fabric that you pull (laughs) over your belly. Um, So that's a fun... And most uh, importantly, are you comfortable? I am comfortable. Which is great. Um... During this time, when do you go to the doctor? So during the second trimester, you continue going every four weeks. So um, you went to your 12-week appointment at the end of the first trimester. During the second trimester, you'll go at 16, 20, 24, and 28 weeks um, if you're having, like, a normal pregnancy and you're in the U.S. I know there are some different, um, that like, depending on where you are pregnant, what your doctor wants you to do might be different. Um, and during that time, we had another um, ultrasound, which they call the anatomy check, um, and that's at 20 weeks, and that's when they can tell you, uh, they check and make sure that, like, the um, baby's developing normally, has all the parts it's supposed to have. Um, that's, like, a longer ultrasound, um, which is kind of cool, because by that point, you've been, like, living with this thing inside you, and you get, like, more time to look at it. Um, It's also when they can tell you the sex of the baby if you want to know. If you don't want to know, let them know. Um, Should I say what we're having? Yeah. We're having a girl. Yay! Um, Although however she chooses to identify later in life is totally up to her. Um, 
but uh, yes, as far as we know, a little girl person. Um, and uh, other than that, the appointments are kind of boring if everything's going well. Um, because during the second trimester, you're kind of just baking. Mm -hmm. Like, you're kind of just letting time pass. And uh, in some ways, finishing the drama of the first trimester and going into the relative, like, whatever of the second trimester was a little, like, abrupt for me. I was like, wait, there's, like, nothing I'm supposed to like do. be doing, yeah. I just, like, wait. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Uh, but that's kind of nice, too, because um, things are going to get real exciting when you have the baby. Um, so it's sort of nice to have this, like, last period of feeling kind of like myself. And You're still traveling. Still traveling, yeah. My doctor said that if everything's normal, I can travel up to 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so I went on vacation with my family to Florida. Harry Potter um, World. Went to Harry Potter World. Super fun. Um, yeah. Uh, it's kind of nice. Symptoms-wise, I'm trying to think of what I've experienced. Oh, some hip stuff. I guess yeah. we can talk about some of the physical changes that happen. Yes. Um, right at the end of the first trimester, beginning of the second trimester, is when I started to have... Um, back pain and for me it's upper back um and it just like gets tired towards the end of the day which makes sense like your center of gravity is changing um and your alignment gets thrown off so um some stuff Daphne has recommended to me for that include doing some upper back strengthening exercises um and seeing a chiropractor in my case Dr. Laura who helps keep me aligned she's been on our podcast before yes. so feel free to refer back to that mm -hmm. episode but you're absolutely right. So at this point in time, this is when your body is changing. Even though your energy levels are back up to normal and even though you're feeling um, uh, the nausea by this point in time for a lot of people, the nausea is no longer there. Uh, but now this is when things in your spine, things in your pelvis, your hips, everything is starting to shift. Everything is starting to shift just a little bit because you are starting to... Your, your baby is growing, and therefore your body is going to change. So then there's this whole notion of, well, like, weight gain. Um, I don't even know if that's what I want to call it, because it, it's such an obvious thing. Like, absolutely. And that's okay. You're supposed to yeah. during pregnancy, and the belly is supposed to get bigger, because <coughs> that's what it's designed to do for when you are growing, growing your child. So can I say a quick thing about weight gain? Yeah. So my doctor is really great about not telling me. They weigh me every appointment, but they don't tell me what my weight is. They mm -hmm. just tell me if it is looking okay or not, and that's what I want for is me. Is that what you asked for them? I didn't know? even say anything. They just, um, that's just sort of their standard, I think. Yeah. Um, I go to a really progressive uh, doctor, which is great. Um, if that's something you want, feel free to say, I don't want to hear the number because it's triggering for me. Just let me know if there's something I need to change. Yeah. Um, because I think for a lot of women, they can get really wrapped up in how much they gain during a pregnancy and then think of that as, like, what they have to lose when they're done. Um, and for me, it has been much healthier. I wasn't weighing myself before the pregnancy. I'm continuing not to weigh myself letting my doctor manage that and just indicate to me if things are on track. And as long as my doctor says things are on track, I haven't been worrying about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for people out there who, if there is stress surrounding the weight gain, I invite you to see where that stress is coming from and why. 
and then ex continue to explore and just be aware of that. And then after the awareness comes, uh, maybe start releasing some of those feelings tied to uh, tied to the weight gain. And I'll say I was really concerned about this stuff going in. I was concerned that being um, like having a BMI of being overweight beforehand was going to make it hard for me to get pregnant. I was afraid that my doctors were going to be like really intense about keeping me on like a certain weight gain schedule. And um, it really hasn't been like that at all for me, um, which has been a huge relief. And I would say that like if you're seeing a doctor who's really intense about monitoring your weight and that's bothering you, consider seeing another doctor. It doesn't have to be like that. And if that is a bad situation for you, that would be, I think, enough of a reason to look for somebody else to take care of you. Mm -hmm. So some other changes, um, uh, all of a sudden, just the way your body is, uh, or the way you are carrying your belly, it's going to put pressure on your back. Sometimes it can make it achy and sore. And so some things to help ease that are making sure that you're always sitting up very straight and still kind of doing a little bit of a kegel whenever you are sitting. So squeezing your, your vagina muscles, your pelvic floor, um, and also using a chair that provides good back support. And then you'll be sleeping on your side, maybe with a pillow tucked between your legs or in one of those donuts that you can hug. And it also goes in between your thighs, but then it goes kind of back behind you so that, or maybe it's more of like a, 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 a U shape, a horseshoe shape. Um, you want to avoid picking up and carrying anything heavy. You don't want to wear high heels. Definitely want to wear either low-heeled shoes or comfortable shoes with really good arch support. And Joanna and I, we were just talking about how if you had some type of chronic issue, like if you had some type of joint pain before, if you had like a hip issue or a knee issue or an upper back issue, sometimes pregnancy is exacerbated just because senses are heightened, nerves are heightened. And that being said, your body's just carrying itself in a different way. And so sometimes those feelings, uh, or you feel the, the achiness a little bit more aggressively. And if that's the case, I still can, I, I always say to still continue foam rolling if you feel comfortable foam rolling, which is totally safe for you to do. Um, and then also seeing a chiropractor. And most chiropractors are able to work on pregnant women. Um, so, sorry, pregnant humans, uh, your, your, your boobs are going to change. Um, another thing that's kind of random is that because of this change in hormones, your mucous membranes are going to swell and that leads to congestion in the chest and in the nose. Hello. So, <laughs> she has been coughing all, all day and I'm like, oh, I know why. So well, you just and, have more mucus. And right related now. to that, this is gross, but like your body is producing a ton more blood and, um, bloody noses are really common. Yeah. Um, bleeding gums are common. Um, it's, like, weird and gross, but it's also totally normal, um, like, mm. so much about pregnancy. Totally, yeah, congestion and nosebleeds, that's a thing. Uh, peeing a lot, hair growth, maybe in places that you don't want hair to be, like face, arms, and back, and that's just, once again, the pregnancy hormones maybe boosting hair growth. I learned an so. interesting thing about hair growth. Hmm. Um, so people always talk about, like, thick, gorgeous pregnancy hair. Turns out what happens when you are pregnant, it's not that you grow more hair or thicker hair, it's that you lose less hair, mm -hmm. like it doesn't fall out. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you have that experience, once you give birth, you're, like a bunch of hair falls out. 
it's not that you're losing more hair. It's just that you Less were holding on to it for a long time, and now you're letting it go. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That is really interesting. And then when I hear about this whole hair growth situation of people growing hair, like, on their arms and face and just more body hair, from an evolutionary standpoint, that makes sense to me. Because I still think it's the body's survival mechanism. It knows it's bringing a creature into the world. It knows it needs to protect the mother during the whole pregnancy. And I think it's the body's way of being like, I need to keep you warm. Here's one hair coming (laughs) out of the middle of your face. So here's some, you know, here's some more arm hair. Headaches, uh, heartburn, constipation, hemorrhoids. So these are all things that are, can be common. And then with the heartburn and the acid reflux, it's because your stomach, it's, things are shifting around from an internal organ standpoint. You might notice that if you eat a big meal. Well, first of all, you might get fuller faster, even though you're hungrier all the time. That's something that I hear a lot, and which is normal. But uh, acid reflux, which is when you feel you're either bur- burping up food or you're burping up acid or you feel a burning in your esophagus. So try not lie, try to not maybe lie down or eat smaller meals more frequently so that you're stomach acid can process that food quickly and get it out of your stomach so that you aren't experiencing reflux because yeah lots of stuff is re reorganizing itself um can i tell you a couple funny things about that so during the second trimester is when you start to feel the baby move oh yeah um and i didn't feel it for a long time partly i think because i was expecting something that felt like a kick and for me it feels at least as of now more like um bubbles rising to the top of a pond or like flipping like I sort of picture it as um like feeling the baby flipping around in there um but when I went to the doctor and she was like are you feeling the movement yet I said no she was like well if you feel anything below your belly button that's the baby because your intestines are not there anymore and I was like (laughs) uh where did they go and she was like they're pushed around and that's true of all of your organs is that they get like pushed out of the way as your uterus gets bigger to make room for the baby which is crazy Mm -hmm. um and then related to that um a thing I have experienced about pregnancy symptoms is that some things are very clear to me and I'm like that is a pregnancy symptoms Mm -hmm. and then other thing other things are close enough to things that happen in my normal life that it's like taken me a while to figure out they're happening because I'm pregnant like I was seeing Dr. Laura, and she was asking me how I was feeling, and then she said something about, are you having reflux? And I, without thinking about it, was like, no. And then I was like, wait, yeah, I am. <laughs> this is why, it turns out. It's because I'm pregnant. There I, you it, go. I just hadn't processed that, that was why that was happening. It's because there's less room in my torso for the food to go. And I definitely have had that thing of, like, getting full super fast, especially mm-hmm. later in the day. I feel like I have, like, tons of space to eat in the morning, and then by dinner, I uh, get, like, super full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the appetite is is there, mm-hmm. but then you cannot fit. There's no you, space. You cannot, like, physically fit that much mm-hmm. in your stomach. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so those are some second trimester, uh, I guess, physical changes. And then when it comes to exercise for the second trimester, you can continue doing all the things that you were doing during the first trimester, but now this is really when the option of, uh, so don't do anything lying down on your back and do not do any exercises, do not perform any exercises in which you are 
lying down on your stomach. Another thing too, by this point in time, you are carrying, um, you are showing, so things that are high impact, like maybe some type of boot camp class or something that involves a lot of jumping or some, or, or even running at this point might not necessarily feel comfortable anymore. If it still feels comfortable, it's okay to do, but if the high impact, and remember I always say impact is not a bad thing. It just means like a jumping jack versus marching in place, right? So the, the jumping jack would be high impact. Uh, if it feels comfortable, you can absolutely still continue to do those things, but if it feels like there's too much movement or the stomach is moving up and down too much, then you can absolutely take those out. But I actually think that the second trimester is when it's the most critical to keep up with the exercises because I've noticed across the board, I've been able to get it so my clients never experience any like of that low sacral back pain and it's because of strengthening the glutes and keeping the upper back, the lower back strong, um, and still keeping the, like, the, the thigh muscles strong. That being said, it's still great to continue your physical fitness routine, but this is also when you do not want to do any heavy lifting in the sense of boxes or carrying things um, for various reasons. But um, to, to A, of course, not put any strain on your body, but B, to also uh, keep your safety in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have found it much easier to work out in my second trimester than mm -hmm. in my first trimester, which has been nice. Um, I still have made adjustments. Um, I think I, like, don't go quite as hard. I don't jump as much. Um, and that just, like, has felt intuitively right to me. Um, so it's been easy to follow. Um, I also try to, a thing that I've dealt with a lot, um, is, like, giving myself a break and, like, being okay with the fact that I can't do everything every day. Um, it was hard for me to adjust to the fact that even though my brain feels the same, my body feels different. Mm -hmm. And um, the number of things I used to be able to do in a day um, now makes me exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I have had to um, tell my brain to catch up with where my body actually is at. Be like, okay, so you can't plan five things in the same day anymore. At least not five, like, physical things. You can't be in Queens for lunch and then doing your laundry and then do a show at night. Mm -hmm. Like, your yeah. body, your brain thinks you can do that. Your body does not. And so that's been an adjustment for me in the second trimester is, like, trying to be more cautious about how much I physically expect of myself in one day. Um, been taking a lot of, like, 5 p.m. naps. Yeah, good. <laughs> um... And, like, we were just talking earlier that, like, laundry for me has been a big thing because um, I live in New York, so I don't have laundry in my building, so I have to go to the laundromat. And I was finding that, like, my method of doing laundry was just, like, wearing me out. So I've had to, like, make some adjustments. I have to, like, use my cart instead of hauling my stuff by hand. I, instead of coming back in between the different phases of my laundry, I just stay at the laundromat so I'm not walking back and forth as much. Um, you know, it's... It's just taken getting my brain in tune with where my body actually yeah. is instead of where it was six months ago. Yeah. Um, so and that takes adjusting, too. It does. Yeah, definitely. Because I just got surprised the first yeah, several times. Yeah, you're still the same person. Totally. Yeah, but the physical changes, <laughs> and they happen so fast with pregnancy, too. You're right. Sometimes it does take a while to catch up. Mm -hmm. And we only have so much energy in the day when we are growing a baby. So I think, if anything, this is... It's important to talk about setting boundaries and being okay with making changes to your schedule and demands to really make yourself and your your well-being your top priority. Totally.
Um, so, uh, in, in terms of uh, resources and reading and stuff, I'm not going to suggest anything specific here because I'm still sort of in the middle of it. One thing I will say is that this is a time when you start reading a lot and you can end up reading things that make you feel like you have to make certain choices or like there's only one right choice in terms of um, how to give birth, how to feed your baby, and all those things. I would encourage you when you're um, looking for resources to search out stuff that feels like it gives you options mm -hmm. instead of feels like it's telling you one thing is the only right way to do it. Because there isn't just one right way to do anything um, in terms of pregnancy and giving birth and caring for your baby after. And in terms, just, I think it's really easy to get yourself into a place where you have like a really narrow set of expectations and then end up feeling either like you've failed or like your body has failed you, um, whether it's in terms of like, um, there's some really intense stuff out there about breastfeeding, um, that we can talk about more later, but, um, uh, obviously listen to all the information out there about how great breastfeeding is and also acknowledge that like for a variety of reasons, it is not right for some people. And if the resource that you're reading doesn't allow for that, maybe switch resources just so that you're in a more open place. For me, that has felt like the healthiest thing. Um, and same thing with like natural versus um, medicated childbirth, all that stuff, where you give birth, all that stuff. Um, educate yourself. But if your resources are um, starting to feel like a doctrine, switch it up. More doctors, less doctrine. Right? Love it. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, anything else you want to say about the second trimester? Well... I would like to just comment on how amazing it has been watching you in your second trimester <laughs> and just how cute you look Stop. with your little baby belly that you can rest your hands on top of it like a shelf. I know. <laughs> That's it's how like, you've been sitting and I've just been admiring you. It's like low. immediately the only place to put your hands. Yeah, it's right. so funny. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Um, I Yeah, it's funny. I don't feel like I look different, but I do feel like I've in the second trimester been like exuding more calm and I think that the people around me react to that mm -hmm. um and it's just been fun to like tell people and we've also been super lucky that like our pregnancy has been healthy and boring which makes all of this different than it is for someone else who's having a more dramatic experience um but yeah it's been good um I know that I'm about to turn a corner into the third trimester which we'll talk about in the next semester next semester we'll Next episode. <laughs> Can I blame that on pregnancy brain? Is that a thing? <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, but yeah, takeaway is second trimester is um, months four through six, weeks like 13 through 26-ish. Um, baby's growing a lot. Uh, you're probably feeling more chill and not having as crazy of uh, symptoms, which is great. Um, enjoy it while it lasts because it's about to get real. Thanks, Daphne. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. 
Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at Just One More Podcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.